This episode is sponsored by me, Andy Hill, the host of this show. If you're looking for someone to support you on your family, wealth, and happiness journey, I'm taking on a select number of coaching clients this year. To work with me one-on-one for your family finances, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more. And so really like think about if you have no idea what to do, think about what you're already good at that maybe comes naturally to you that people ask you about and just get started. This show is dedicated to helping you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Welcome to the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast, everybody. This is Andy Hill, and today we're talking about how you could create your very own online business, a business that provides your family with a good income and the flexibility to work where and when you want. Now, this isn't an overnight thing. You have to work hard, you have to hone your craft, and dedicate years to growing it. But over time, the hard work can pay off big. And in the case of our guest today, like multi-six figures big. Monica Louie is my guest today. Monica is the owner of an agency that manages Facebook and Instagram ads for six and seven figure online businesses. She has managed more than $1 million in ad spend and has taught hundreds to successfully run their own ads through her online training program, Flourish with Facebook ads. Her story of family and entrepreneurial success has been featured on the Smart Passive Income podcast, Thrive Global, and Forbes. When she's not helping entrepreneurs grow their businesses, she's spending time with her husband and two young kids. Welcome to the show, Monica. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Awesome. Well, we've had a good relationship over the past, and I appreciate you being here to share your story. So, Monica, what were you doing for a living before you started this online business of yours? <laughs> oh, gosh, that feels like decades ago. But um, <laughs> so, well, I I went the traditional route. I mean, I, I went to college, you know, I, I followed the path of of believing that if I went to college, got my degree, that I would have a successful career and doing something, do that for about 40 years until I retired. And as I got into my corporate career, I realized that that wasn't necessarily the path that I saw for myself long term. I mean, I looked ahead at, you know, my goal initially was to climb the corporate ladder. And I looked ahead at my boss and her manager and the VPs and and all of those people. And I realized that I was getting emails from them, you know, late at night uh, during the week and then all through the weekends. And I looked at their schedules. I knew that they were at the office early and, you know, staying late. And while I was you know, in my 20s and single, I was devoted to growing my career. And um, and then when my husband and I got married and we started planning our family and when I was pregnant with my son, that's when things started to change. And I realized that there were successful people out in the world who were doing things on their own schedule, on their own terms, had more control over their schedule. And I had no idea what I could do, but I started liking the idea of becoming my own boss one day. And so then as I was pregnant with my son, um, and I saw that my friends had started to have their kids and leave their jobs to stay home with their kids for the first time in my life, that sounded like an appealing path for me. I never really envisioned that I wanted to be a stay at home mom just because I grew up with a single mom who was just always working, you know, multiple jobs. And so I just kind of envisioned that I'd be working a working mom. And, but I, I didn't really see another alternative, but I did decide that 
if I was going to leave my job, that I would find some way to bring money in to, you know, help my family financially. And so we ended up to make that transition. Well, I guess I didn't even say what I did. Um, I was working in retirement plan administration. So I was always working in financial services. Um, I was working in retirement plan administration. So I was um, sort of off as an analyst behind the scenes working on 401k plans and all the requirements there. Um, and then I got into a client-facing role where at one point I had over 100 different clients and helping working with the employers, the plan sponsors, and the administration and managing the, the administration from that end. And it was it was a great job. I loved it. But I it was very overwhelming. There was always more work than could be done. As I started having my son, that's when, you know, my priorities started to shift. And I knew that I could easily work, you know, 50 plus hours consistently doing that job. But I wanted to have more flexible and freedom over my schedule, some more time as my kids were young, especially to spend more time with them. So that's what really kind of opened my eyes to becoming my own boss and figuring out what that might look like. Yeah. And as people are making that transition, whether they're thinking of starting an online business or their own business or or just becoming a stay-at-home mom and taking care of the kids, you know, finances are a really important part of that picture. Were there some goals that you guys had as a family in order to get to that point of transitioning into the one income? Yeah. So, um, I mean, it was, it was quite a transition actually, because this was, let's see. So my son was born in 2011. So we were just a few years after, you know, the great recession and some people were still recovering. And so we felt very vulnerable intentionally going from two incomes down to one. So we wanted to make sure that we were putting ourselves in a good financial position in order to do that. And so we started to focus on it when my, when my son was little, I did go back to work full time after my maternity leave. And so we started saving what we could. We started, uh, we paid off our car. So we had that car payment. So we we paid that off quickly so we could get rid of that. Oh, and then I ended up going part-time at my job. So um, that was a good opportunity that helped us kind of ease into, you know, going from two incomes to one and a half incomes. And so that we could kind of see how that could go. So we, re- well, and I really liked that schedule working part-time as well. And I ended up doing that for a year. And then after that year, I was pregnant with my daughter and my husband had gotten a promotion at that time and we had savings, we had money. So we looked at the numbers, we saw that they aligned, that my husband's, you know, take home could cover our living expenses. We knew we would need to be careful and, you know, mindful. Um, but we figured that, you know, that was a good time to make the transition. So my last day of work was May 1st, 2013. And I was pregnant with our daughter and she would be born in December of that year. And so I really had the the rest of spring and summer and fall to, you know, be a stay-at-home mom and kind of enjoy that life and, you know, play dates and parks and and things with my with my son. And so it was it was a great time and it was a great transition. Yeah, I re- I remember that time for for my wife and I too with two young kids and trying to figure out the whole money situation. What were those conversations like between you and your husband during that time to try to figure it out? Yeah, so we just knew that we would have to be careful and so we we looked at the numbers, we were very clear on, you know, what is his after, you know, his bring home pay and what are our expenses and what are the ones that are coming up that, you know, like the car insurance we pay every 6 months and and things that we need to kind of plan ahead for. And so we really tried to be mindful of those, but we weren't on like a strict budget or anything at that time. And so really by the end of June though, we noticed that our savings that we had built up had started to dip and it didn't dip 
drastically, but we knew that that was the wrong direction. And that was not the direction we wanted it to go. And so we ended up, you know, I I was like, well, you know, I'm going to figure this out. Like, I don't want my desire to stay home and spend time with my kids to create financial strain for our family. And I know that I can go back to work if I need to, but I really don't want to have to. And so I was like, you know, I come from a, a financial services background. I love numbers. I love spreadsheets. I was like, you know, I know budgeting needs to be part of this equation. And so I was like, I'm going to dive in and figure out just how people stay afloat on a single income. Cause I know people do it and I'm hoping that not everybody's struggling. And so I wanted to dive in. So I started reading books. I started, you know, learning about people who were doing it. And that's where I found that a lot of people like yourself were not just, you know, surviving on a single income, but also paying off massive amounts of debt. And so that really inspired us. There was one story of a family who they had young kids. I think they were on a single income and they had paid off all of their debt, including their mortgage in 10 years. And that was so inspiring to me. And so I shared that story with my husband and we just started talking about what would life without debt be like if we didn't, you know, at that point we were paying with all of our debt payments, it was over $2,000 a month. It's like, we could do so much more with that money. If we got rid of the debt, if we just, you know, pushed and hustled because the time is going to pass anyway, we might as well be working toward this goal that we know can bring, you know, much more freedom and security to our family and in the long term. And so we decided that at that point we were 32 years old and we were going to pay off all of our debt, including our mortgage by the time we turned 40, because I'm a little bit ambitious. I was like, if those people can do it in 10 years and we can do it in eight years and be <laughs> debt free by the time we're 40. So it made perfect sense, but we didn't even stop to look at, you know, what does that mean that we have to pay extra every single year? You know, do we even have any kind of room in our budget where we can make that happen? I just knew if other people had done it, other people had pushed through, brought in extra income, got creative, that we could do it. So long story short, in August 2013, we started our plan. And by August of 2015, we'd paid off $120,000 of debt, all in a single middle-class income. And um, that's where I actually started my first blog about our journey, sharing what we were doing because his coworkers started asking how we were doing it because they make roughly the same amount that my husband does. And they knew that, you know, I had just left my job. They knew that we were all of a sudden on a single income, but then all of a sudden my husband was sharing our wins and successes and saying how much debt we were paying off and how proud he was of, of what we were doing. And so that's where I was like, that's it. I can help people. I, I knew that I wanted to do something that I could help people from home. I could start building a business from it on my own schedule, on my own terms. And I was like, I can help people create their plans to get out of debt. And so that's how I started in the online world. That's incredible. So what did you do at that point to create some sort of business to help people? What was your, what was your route? Yeah. So I started with financial coaching. Um, one of his coworkers specifically showed an interest in, you know, saying like, we should, we should do that. We have all this debt, student loans, mortgage, like we have all this stuff and we, you know, we make good incomes, but we just feel like, you know, we should be more in control of our money than we are. And so I started working with them, um, doing financial coaching and in 18 months they had ended up paying off, I think 56,000 dollars of debt. Wow. And so that was really huge because that 
gave them more freedom in um, in their careers and the the jobs that um, that they were able to choose. And and I mean, one is still my husband's coworker, but the other one was able to like go to a much less stressful job, you know, and make decisions around around that and how much time she wanted to work. And so, anyway, so so that's why I started is financial coaching, working hands on with people. I kind of took my client experience from before and brought that into working with people. And then I started the blog. So in January of 2015, I started my blog, just sharing our story, sharing, you know, my tips, like we had a really successful garage sale. And so that was one of my blog posts. I really just wanted to help people create their plan to get them, you know, out of debt and also, you know, just create more freedom. That's incredible. So then how did you pivot from blogging to the Facebook ads business that you have now? Yes. Let's see. So I started my blog in January of 2015 and I was following, you know, Pat Flynn and Amy Porterfield and just learning all I could about building an online business. I wanted to do it the right way. And so from Amy Porterfield, I learned about webinars were a great way to teach your audience and, you know, teach more people online in a virtual capacity. And she also said, that Facebook ads was a great way to get people on your webinars, that that you could reach millions of people on Facebook who can sign up for your webinar. So I learned how to do that with Facebook ads following with Amy's advice. And I had really great success. So at the end of 2015, I did my first webinar and I had a small audience still. I didn't have, you know, loads of traffic. I didn't have a big Facebook page or big email list. I had just a few hundred people at that point. So I was like, I have an important message to share. I know there are people out there who need to hear this. So I used Facebook ads to reach more people. And I ended up having really great results with my Facebook ads and getting people to sign up for my webinar. My first campaign converted at $1.26 per sign up, which if you have no context, that's really good. <laughs> and so back then, Amy said a cost per webinar sign up is, you know, it's good is anywhere from a dollar to $3. And of course, I was nervous um, about, you know, investing money that when my bu- my business wasn't making much money, investing money into it, I just hoped it would work. And it did. And it worked really well. And then a couple months later, I ended up taking what I learned from the first campaign and improving my costs, dropping those even lower to $1 per sign up in my second campaign in January of 2016. And then at that time, I had started to meet people in the personal finance world online. And Facebook ads was starting to be talked about. And people were asking questions in a Facebook group. And so people started to tag me as somebody who could help answer questions about Facebook ads. And at first I was very resistant. I, resistant. I was like, whoa, 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 what's going on here? <laughs> because I just know what worked for me. But um, then eventually word started to spread that I was somebody who could help with Facebook ads. I started working with one person and his team on a Facebook ad campaign and we got really good results. And then somebody else reached out and they wanted somebody to teach them how to do Facebook ads. So I started working with them and we got amazing results growing their email list. And then somebody else reached out who I had kind of a connection with. And he and I started working together on a different strategy and started getting phenomenal results. And so as 2016 kind of progressed, I was like, there's a pattern here and we're getting you know great results. I'm having a lot of fun doing this. And I really loved what I was learning about marketing and, and building an online business. And I also loved that position of helping others grow their message or grow their business and spread their message out in 
into the world. I really liked that. And uh, so I ended up at the end of 2016 selling my blog and diving into Facebook ads, coaching full time. Um, And then through 2017, I mean, demand continued to grow for my coaching services. So I ended up creating my course to help more people at a lower price point. And then from there, people started reaching out wanting me to manage their ads for them. And so that's where I started to grow my team and develop our processes for how we could do that in a really great, authentic way. And so it's been it's been a roller coaster, um, but it's been a lot of fun. And we've had a lot of great successes. And I'm really proud of what my team and I have built. That's so cool. Two, three things I, I hear out of this is that your desire to continue to grow and learn has given you progressive levels of opportunity and growth. And then your second, your desire to help people has helped you to grow as well. And then lastly, you just you just have this, I guess, genuine interest in these areas too. And you've you've dove in. You haven't gone to get an MBA or a doctorate or anything like that into these. These are all online type programs. So you're diving in and continuing to learn. So I, I love it. I, I love I love the story and it's very inspiring for people who are maybe in a spot right now where they want to transition into something that gives them some pride or gives them some ownership of their time. Talk to me about how you've scaled it now to a multi six figure business because we, I mean, it's only been a couple of years now since you said 2017, you kind of kicked things off in a, in a, in a grander fashion. Yeah. Um, so scaling has really been as a result of growing my team. Um, so as you know, demand started to increase. So at first demand was increasing for my time and coaching. And that's when I created the course, because then I was able to put the steps that I go through with my clients in working with them online, teaching them how to create a campaign and then what to test, what to tweak, how we adjust, what, you know, when it's time to set up a new creative. Um, so I put all of those steps into my online course. So that helped me help a whole lot more people um, go through the process and follow follow my system for creating campaigns that convert on a grander scale. It's a lower price point for them. So more people are able to take advantage of it. But then also I'm able to help people, help more people than I can in a one-on-one capacity. So that was the first way that I started to grow and scale. And with that, I mean, I still love working with people. So um, with my VIP program, I have group coaching calls where we dive into people's campaigns. Somebody jumps into the hot seat. We get on Zoom and we share screens and they, you know, walk me through what they've set up, what they're doing. Sometimes, you know, I'll give them targeting advice. So I'll I'll brainstorm other audiences that they could test that could help lower their costs. Um, a, a lot of times, many times we go through what their ad structure looks like now, and then we kind of tweak and tailor and rewrite some of their ad copies. So the copy is the words on the ads that you see. Um, and we go through that and then they report back in our Facebook group that they are, you know, it's lowered our costs. It was so helpful. They learned a lot, have a lot of new ideas that they can implement. Um, and so I really still love connecting and helping people improve their campaigns. And then then as people started reaching out about me managing their ads, that's when I knew I just couldn't do it all myself. So because it was that same month when I launched my program, so it was September of 2017, 
I had started, I went into the month, you know, as a Facebook ads coach, and then I launched my program. So then I was teaching, you know, I was a course creator teaching Facebook ads to, you know, many people now. And then people started reaching out, asking me to manage their ads for them. And these people were at the place in their business where I knew that, I mean, they were seven figure, you know, entrepreneurs. And so I was like, makes sense for you to outsource this part of your business and not to be in the weeds, learning it and doing it yourself. And, but I just knew with everything that I had going on, I needed help. And so one of my coaching clients ended up, um, she was a coaching client a few months before she ended up joining my team and helping me. She had been, you know, she had caught on quickly when I was coaching her one-on-one and then she caught on quickly and helped me to develop our processes. She's really strong in process writing. Um, so documenting everything. And then in early 2018, we decided to expand our, our ads team even more and bring on more people. And so from that point on, it's just been always a, pro- a point of, do we need more people, <laughs> you know? we're getting more clients? Do we need more people to handle that clients? And we're actually in that, in that phase right now, again, growing again, bringing on more people to the ads team so that we can take on more clients. How many employees do you have now? Oh, um, well, team members for that matter. (laughs) Yeah. Team members, everybody's an individual contractor. Um, so let's see on the ads team. Currently we have four in addition to me, but we're bringing on, um, at least two more and probably into the, early new year, we might have an additional one or two. And then on the admin side of the team, uh, we have one right now, but it will be two very soon. Well, actually I say one and a half. My husband works like a few hours a month for me as my tech guy. So that's kind of cool that he's, I mean, he helped build my first website, my first blog. So he always loves the tech stuff. So he does that, you know, on the side, just a few hours a month to help me out. Um, but I do pay him. So he is technically a team member. Anyway, so I've got him and then one other person, but we're going to have another person join the admin team soon as well. That's incredible. So a growth from just you to a team of folks that are creating this, this, uh, this, this business, this is exciting. And I heard you talk about the importance of income diversification too. So you've got a business, but then you found different ways to monetize it. So you've got the course side and you've got the coaching side and then the people with larger business are small business, but need a lot more help. So you, you're growing your team. So congratulations on your growth today. Can I ask, so you're in 2019 right now, you were working full-time in 2013. How does your income today compared to where you were when you were a full-time employee? Yeah. So actually 2013, I was working part-time. Working I was part-time, part-time at that okay. point. Yes. But actually, so my business income, I mean, oh gosh. Um, five, I mean, five times my annual wow. income. Um, and of course I don't keep all of that. I have team members that I pay and I, I reinvest a lot into my business because I'm still growing. Um, I'm part of Pat Flynn's high level mastermind. So that's a significant expense. Um, and I still, you know, invest in, in, coaching and learning and, and all of that and my own Facebook ads. Um, so, uh, so I, I reinvest heavily into my business, but the business itself, yeah. Um, at least five X, of what I was making. And then, I mean, I, I was acknowledging that in my business bank accounts, because I like to have a lot of savings in my business. So I'm, you know, I have savings for when opportunities like going to a conference or something comes up that matches basically my, my salary for my, um, across my, you know, business checking and savings. It, it matches my salary for when I was full time in my corporate job. And I know that, you know, looking at the path that I was on, that there would have been no way that I could have brought in this kind of income, you know, made this kind of money and, and also helped as many people. Um, I felt, you know, in my, in my corporate career, I felt like my opinion, my, I had, I, I felt like I had great ideas, but I didn't really feel like 
my opinion really mattered because, you know, I was the worker bee and, um, and now like I really love and growing my team, I get to create the company culture and I'm always asking my team for feedback. And, and especially when we bring on new people, if, you know, if you're coming in with fresh eyes and there's something that we're doing that doesn't make sense, or, you know, we can do it a simpler way or streamline it faster way, or, you know, don't need to do it at all. Like, please share. So I love creating that culture that I really am building a team of people who are in this with me and building out this vision and, and making it happen. And we always talk about, to your point, I mean, about how I like to help people. That's what we talk about on our team is that we help people who help people. So it's not just a matter of like, you know, we, we definitely focus on the numbers. We're very, very data driven about what our cost per conversion is or cost per landing page view and driving those costs down so we can get more results at a lower cost and, you know, very into the numbers that way. But we're also very mindful of the fact that we're working with these business owners who have a heart for helping others, you know, no matter if it's, you know, helping people with their money or helping people grow their business or whatever it is, like they are touching, you know, thousands, if not millions of lives, you know, with what they do and we're helping them be successful in doing that. So that's really what we like to focus on. We'll be back to the show after a word from our sponsors. Are you looking for someone to walk alongside you on your journey to family financial independence? Well, I would love to help you achieve your goals and help your family thrive. I work with couples, individuals, and families all around the U.S. via video chat and can assist in the following areas. Becoming debt-free, growing your net worth, crafting and sticking to your budget, reviewing Coast Fire plans, developing strategies to build generational wealth for your kids, and designing your future work-optional lifestyle. Doesn't that sound nice? (laughs) If you're interested in working with me one-on-one, you can book a time with me by visiting marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching. I would love to help you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Visit marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more, or you can click the link in our show description. If you're looking to improve your financial situation, it helps when you're able to cut out unnecessary costs. Cell phone services are a necessity for sure, but we don't need to be overpaying for them, right? That's why I like Tello Mobile, a phone service worth talking about. We've been fully on board as a family with Tello for over two years now, and we are so happy that we made the switch. For us, the reception and data service is better than Verizon, and our costs were nearly cut in half. Tello runs on the T-Mobile network and it's wowing new customers like us with their rock bottom prices and stellar service. With over 10,000 reviews, Tello is rated as excellent on Trustpilot, and this is quite rare in the wireless world. Nicole and I went for the unlimited data, minutes, and texting plan for only 25 bucks per month each. Isn't that crazy? You heard that right. $25 is their most expensive plan, actually. And Tello is running a special offer for MKM listeners right now. Check out Tello today at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello and use the code MKM20 to get 20% off on your first month of service for any Tello plan above that $10 per month mark. Again, use MKM20 to get 20% off at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello, and you'll be supporting this show. Hurry up, the code is valid until April 19th, 2024. marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. Thanks for considering our sponsors, everyone. Let's jump back into the show. 
Well, let's talk about some of the benefits of owning your own business, uh, online business. I, I take it you work out of your home. Is that right? I do. I am in my um, basement office right now. Awesome. If we could, you guys are looking at the YouTube, I know this is podcast too, but if you're looking at, at the video, you can see Monica's nice little studio area for both her her show as well as the work that she does at home. So can you talk a little bit about the impact as a mother of owning your own business from home? Um, I think it's been great. I love that my, my kids get to see me and, you know, they, they know that I work. We also, so I I mentioned basement. I'm in my basement office because I'm downstairs. The rest of the living space is upstairs. And so it's kind of, it's separate enough, but I love that like my commute is a, you know, walking down the flight of stairs, but it's separate (laughs) enough where, you know, when they, they know I'm working, they know not to bother me. They're not knocking on the door. They're not playing right outside the door. Um, so I've got that nice structure, but they, they are very interested, especially now they're getting older. So they're eight and almost six. And they are very interested in what I do. They say multiple times that they want to help me um, in my business, that they want to work for me. My my daughter, um, she asked for some of my business cards and she was saying that she's going to help me get clients and she's going to hand out my business cards. And so I was telling her, if you bring me clients and I will give you money. And so she wants to help. My son, um, he uh, he has a Chromebook that he works on at school. And so last Christmas we got him a Chromebook. And so he's like, mommy, is there something that I can do on my Chromebook to help you? I want to help you. And so they're very interested in what I'm doing and they don't quite get it around, you know, what a Facebook ad is or Instagram. They don't quite understand what all of it means, but they know that I have clients that I'm helping people through my business and I'm making money. And so I love that I'm able to set that example for them. Um, and also peaking their interest in what they could possibly do to help people and to make, you know, make money as well. So I I like that I'm doing that, but I'm also in charge of my schedule, which was a big component for me. So, you know, when I need to go to parent teacher conferences or my son is singing in the assembly or, you know, something is happening, I can just schedule that out on my calendar and I let my team know that I'm out of the office, you know, during this time of day or whatever. Of course, I'm not scheduling client meetings around that time. And so I have that flexibility. And so I can take time off when they have, you know, school, you know, in-service days or, you know, holidays and, and things like that. And I really plan that around, um, how I structure my time in my business. That's incredible. Was there a point in time when you started this out and you were so geeked about it that you maybe didn't have the great family schedule going on? Yes, actually last year I found myself where, you know, I would just work, 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 work. Um, and you know, as, as soon as they, you know, get off to school, then I would, you know, dive in and work, work, work. And of course there's always, you know, more that, you know, that we can do as entrepreneurs. There's always more that we can do another step we can take to move our business forward. So I would work, work, work. My husband, um, he's the cook in our family. And so he would come home mid afternoon. He goes to work early. So I'm on kid duty in the morning. And then he comes home mid afternoon, kind of takes over kid duty and, um, he'll get dinner ready and everything. And so I would just work until, you know, he'd text me and say dinner was ready at, you know, 6.30. And then I would, you know, just kind of play like, okay, I'm stopping. And then I would, you know, know that there's still more to be done that I, maybe I didn't quite finish, but dinner's ready. And, um, and so I go and then I'm still thinking about work, you know, and so I'm thinking about work as I'm trying to 
be, you know, present with my family. And so what I ended up doing, um, last year around this time, actually I joined a gym and it's just nearby. I mean, I can drive there in like two minutes flat and I can walk there when the weather's nice. And so it's nearby. And so I ended up scheduling the classes. So they have classes generally around five or five 30, um, every day. And so I started scheduling those on my calendar. Like it's an appointment. I knew that I needed to be more consistent with working out and just working out at home. I wasn't holding myself accountable to, to build that consistency. So I felt if it was an appointment on my calendar, then I will go, I will show up. It's happening as soon as it's on my calendar. I know it's done. And so I go there and I find that working out, I, you know, when you're working out and especially as hard as they push us at the gym, you know, you can't focus on work. You can't be thinking about work. Like you're, you're focusing on getting through the move and doing whatever it is that they're, you know, doing, they're making you do. And so then that helps me just kind of clear my mind at that point. Then I feel really good. And so I've kind of like left work behind. I come home and then I'm more fresh and present and able to enjoy you know, family time with my family. So, um, so that's how I've kind of adjusted that. And it's been really great. So it's a, a physical workout and then a mental break as well. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's very cool. That's very cool. Well, let's give some advice to people today. So if someone is interested in developing their, their own online business from their home, so they have that flexibility to, you know, craft their schedule and not work in the evenings or, you know, 50 hours a week, what advice would you give them as they're thinking of getting a start? Yeah. So, I mean, if you remember where I was, you know, I was working in a corporate career that I didn't necessarily want to create my own business doing pension administration. Um, and I didn't really even know where I would start with that. And so I knew that I had to figure something else out to do. Um, but I had no idea what that could be. And of course, like even back then, there was no way that I could have made the leap to, I'm going to do Facebook ads. I didn't really even know that that was a thing at that point. And so, um, so what I did do though, that helped me get going down that path is I got started. So I had started to learn about blogging and that that was a good way to build an audience, to help people to start to build a business and a platform for a business. And so that's where I got interested. But then I also figured out, you know, I had to figure out what I was going to blog about. And then as people started asking how we were getting out of debt so quickly, that's when I realized, oh, that's something that I'm really passionate about that I can help people with right now. I have, you know, our success story behind me that can help me with credibility in that area. And so really like think about if you have no idea what to do, think about what you're already good at that maybe comes naturally to you that people ask you about. Um, maybe you even feel like, well, that's just common sense. There have been many times in Facebook ads land where, you know, there's a decision that I, that I, make that I'm just like, well, that's just common sense. And other people are like, no, it's not, but it's just intuitive to me, you know, it makes sense. So if the, if there's something like that, that means that you really have a knack for it. You have a natural skill. Um, and of course, if you enjoy it, that is always a plus, but if you're looking to like, just build a business, get started doing something. And even if you're not sure if you're really going to like it, you don't have to be married to it for the long term. You can definitely pivot. I mean, many of the successful business owners that I know started doing one thing learned a skill and then pivoted. And so, but if you just get started, that'll put you on that path where then you can kind of develop what you like to do, how you like to spend your time, what you want your day to look like. If you like to interact with people, or if you just like to be behind the scenes, you know, you'll learn all of those things about you, but just get started. I love it. Test, test it out. A lot of trial and error. I mean, you did that too. You tried the the blogging thing that was great. And then you moved on to this. So yeah, absolutely. Continue to try things out and see what fits for you. So Monica, you, you, you had mentioned a couple folks in the middle of the show about 
that were that were pretty inspirational to you as you moved on. What what was one of your favorite books or blogs or podcasts that helped you become a multi six figure online business owner? Yeah, um, I have to say, uh, Smart Passive Income podcast from Pat Flynn um, and all his books too. But that podcast is what really opened my eyes to the opportunity that is available to us in this day and age with the internet and the tools that we have to build a business. So before that, um, I was um, listening to Michael Hyatt's podcast and um, reading books about blogging. And um, Michael Hyatt, you know, he, if you know anything about him, he was a CEO in his corporate career. And so it kind of felt like, well, of course, he's Michael Hyde. He was a CEO. Like, he, he, of course, he's going to be successful in a business that he kind of goes through. But then um, with with Pat, he has his own story of, you know, getting his degree and thinking he was going to do his job, you know, in architecture for life. And um, but then he had to pivot. And then he also what I love about his podcast is that he brings on other people who are just like you and me, who are not, you know, former CEOs who are, you know, more day to day, you know, many of whom, you know, probably didn't get a college degree or, you know, just normal people who are taking something that they're passionate about, something that they're good at and figuring out a way how they can help people, you know, with that thing or with that software, with that skill, like that, that normal people are doing this and making a good living. And so that's what really inspired me. And then of course he's very tactical in his interviews. So he's, you know, through those interviews, you're learning a lot as well as to how to grow an online business. I love it. Yeah. I, that's a show that I found uh, three or four years ago as well. And uh, Pat has contributed so much to this general community and he's so giving and he has that heart of a teacher, a helper, you know, he wants to really help people. He has that genuine interest. So I highly recommend that show as well. Monica, where's the best place for people to learn more from you and stay connected? Sure. So um, if you're interested in learning Facebook ads, um, I would love to offer my free Facebook ad starter kit. Um, it's a free guide. It takes you through the six simple steps to creating campaigns that convert. So you know exactly what you need to think through, what decisions you need to make before you go into the into the ads manager. And then there's a handy glossary if you're brand new to Facebook ads and you're not sure what all the terms mean, I break it down for you. And there's a checklist because I love checklists. I love order. I love being organized. And so there's a checklist in there where you can jot down your notes so you have your plan going into the ads manager. So you can find that at monicalouie.com slash Andy. And then if you like podcasts like this one, um, then I also started my own podcast this year uh, called Flourish to Seven Figures. So you can find that anywhere podcasts are are found, Flourish to Seven Figures podcast. Excellent. And I am a subscriber. I love the show. It's very inspiring for people like me who are trying to grow an online business as well. So Monica, thank you so much for your time. This was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for having me. It's truly an honor, Andy. Creating a business from home that allows you to have flexibility. And if you work hard like Monica, a great income too. Here are my top three takeaways from my conversation with Monica Louie. Number one, have a hunger for learning. There are so many entrepreneurial options out there and the free access to information on the internet is just incredible. Use your passion and put it to work by learning all there is to know about your desired field of interest. It's amazing how much you can learn from spending time on YouTube or listening to podcasts just like this one. Number two, always be helpful. Not only does it make you feel good 
to help people. It makes for great business too. Monica's heart for helping people grow has allowed her to create a thriving online business from the comfort of her own home. Keep this frame of mind and you will also be successful in your endeavors. Number three, know your kids are watching. My absolute favorite part of this interview is when Monica said her kids are seeing her work at home and they want to join in on the business too. They're watching their mom build a business from scratch. What do you think that will do for their future growth and for their future prospects of owning their own multi six figure business someday? I think it's pretty high. (laughs) Monica, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today and showing us how we can grow our own online businesses that truly help people. As a quick reminder, everybody, this show is for entertainment purposes only. Be sure to seek out a professional for your specific financial situation. Before we go for the day, I'd like to ask you to do any one of these three things to support this show. Number one, join us in our Thriving Families Facebook community at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash FB group. There are about 600 families in that group now, and we're all focused on helping each other grow. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash FB group. Number two, subscribe to this podcast in your favorite podcast player. And then the last thing here, number three, share this episode with a friend who wants to pivot in their career and become an online entrepreneur. You can find this show and all the links and resources mentioned at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash session 164. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash session 164. And if you are new to this show, I would highly recommend you check out session 116, the 10 steps to young family wealth and happiness. You can find that at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash session 116. It is a great place to start. In the spirit of growth and inspiration, I'm going to end the show with a quote today from Ralph Waldo Emerson. The purpose of life is not to be happy. It is to be useful, to be honorable, to be compassionate, to have it make some difference that you lived and lived well. By asking how you can help, you'll create a business and a life you'll be proud of. Carpe diem. (laughs) 